I'm free. Thank the sweet Lord, baby Jesus, my kid is gone. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, I love him. I love him dearly. He was very expensive. I enjoy his company for the most part, but it just seems like when I'm the most tired, he decides to wake up at five in the morning and it makes me want to drill my head through a wall and I don't really like it and I don't know what to do to stop it besides Benadryl and you know people frown upon that it's not good parenting don't drug your child well you know what Benadryl if you didn't want me to drug my child maybe don't suggest it on your fucking wrapper you know what it says on Benadryl for kids do not use to induce sleepiness. Well, I wouldn't have until you fucking suggested it. Thanks. Thanks for that. Thanks. I don't really have anything to say. I just feel like I should do a show. And I didn't really write anything down except for one thing. And I feel like uh, we need to spend more time together. I've been neglecting you. And once this new baby comes, it could be very sporadic. Who knows what's going to fucking happen. Anyway, so as far as baby news goes, Sarah has very very definitely popped. She's, uh, her belly is quite pronounced right now. It's very cute. And, uh, I keep forgetting that she's pregnant and now she's like showing cause she's 23 or 24 weeks or something. I think 23 weeks. And it's very evident to me that she's pregnant. She doesn't just look like she's put on a little bit of weight in her tummy. It's like, it's a very obvious pregnant belly. And I think I'm not sleeping much now. Just wait, just fucking wait. But on the bright side, yeah, 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 we'll have a kid. Yeah, yeah, it'll be great. I love it. Uh, Sarah and young Malcolm, my son, our son, I guess, is are, they're all going to Victoria the second last week of March, and I'm going to be home alone for an entire week. And yeah, 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 her parents hate me, blah, 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 blah. Oh, maybe they don't hate me. I don't really, you know what? I have no sense of self-perception, so I don't really know if they hate me or not. But either way, I didn't feel like I should go to Victoria. I feel like I should save my vacation time for when baby comes because I can roll mine over and Sarah can't so they're on a trip and I get kind of like my own vacation because guess what I'm gonna be fucking alone for the first time in what four years that's that is phenomenal so I'll have to get out of bed and do nothing comb my own hair wipe my own butt make my own lunch I'll be like a bachelor it'll be crazy I'll have so much time on my hands like, yeah, I'm sure, you know, I'll miss them eventually. <laughs> Although right now it seems like not possible, which is no one's fault but my own because I'm tired and cranky. But I'm sure once I drop them off at the airport and then I drink all day, I'll probably be sad and miss them, right? Cry in the shower, get in the fetal position, with really like have a nice hot rape shower. That's probably what'll happen. But maybe not. Who knows? Who knows? Who's to say? Who's to say? Anyway, that's what's new. Baby is kicking up a storm. Sarah's quite large. My kid uh, insists on waking me, and I like to let Sarah sleep because she can't nap. I can't nap. I should get to sleep in because I can't nap. Well, what the fuck is wrong with you that you can't nap? I don't understand that. Like, first she's allergic to the sun. Then she has endometriosis, and she can't nap. I can't nap. So I ended up getting up, and I'm just fucking tired and crabby and mad. And now I'm drinking during the day. It's like 3.30 and I've poured myself a little, a little rum and coke. Oh, tastes like being single. So good. So good. So if you recall the last time I spoke to you, I alienated a very nice young lady 
by insisting she looked at uh, a picture of I, that I took of my son's poop in the shape of a letter S. And I, I still feel really terrible about that. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with me. Anyway, so I started, you know, I, I quiz her daily about pop culture because there's going to be a generation that's probably not even been born yet. Yeah. So, like, actually, right now, they will be born. That will be wiping my ass in whatever institution I end up in, be it, like, some kind of old folks home or a mental institution. I don't know what the PC term is for that. They won't they won't get Seinfeld because this poor 25-year-old girl that I showed the shit Q to, or sorry, the shit S to, She's like, yeah, I've seen it. But if you're, if you're my age, you get, you know, you know it. It was like the only thing on. It was like appointment television. You sat there, Seinfeld was on, everybody shut the fuck up. And then later years, it just kept playing in reruns. Like we all know everything. I can, I can quote numerous quotes from Seinfeld. So it's, it freaks me out that she says, I've seen it. And I think I'm fucking old. Like I, I am officially kind of fucking old. I'm 36. She's 25. There's a huge gap there. So she's heard of it, but the generation that wipes my ass will probably have never seen one episode. So when I'm having some kind of manic issue where I go bug nuts crazy, screaming, I was in the pool, in reference to my own clitinus, they won't know what the fuck I was talking about. And it scares me. I don't know why that's so petrifying. Maybe it's just my old age. I think I'm going through like a weird midlife crisis right now. Because this is midlife for me. I, I'm not going to see 80. Like this is it right here. And I feel with the baby coming on its way and I'm just feeling really old and stupid, irrelevant, and kind of just, I don't know. I don't know what my fucking problem is. Anyway, that's okay. It's just, you know, feeling old is not fun. I feel like I'm going to blink and my kids are going to be grown and I'm going to be high kicking, screaming, I'm 50. And I kind of feel like I'm wasting my life, but like, this is my life. I don't know. What, what should I be doing? Should I be like learning how to downhill ski or like learning to crochet? Like, what should I be doing with my life? Like if I found out I had six months to live, I don't know what I would do. I feel like I'm wasting my thirties cause I'm going to be 40 eventually and look back and think, oh wow, I went to bed at seven 30 every night. Cause I walked a hundred kilometers a week. That's not a, that's no kind of life. I just... Anyway, I'm in a bit of a funk, but let's just change subjects because nobody wants... You're not fucking listening to the show to hear me cry about how old I am, especially if you're... What if you're 50? Maybe you're 50 and you're listening to this and you're like, I wish I was 36. Shut your fucking mouth. Which is fine. You own that. You're right. I understand. Nobody likes me. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> okay. There is something I want to talk about that's a little bit breezier. Uh, I watch a lot of shit TV like anything with morbidly obese people or midgets or morbidly obese midgets. I, okay, so I watched this, like, I can't I think it's called Seven Little Johnstons. It's actually kind of funny because the dad's pretty funny. So it's just a big family of midgets. And I don't remember if they adopted the midgets or if they just hatched or what happened. I don't, I don't really remember. But there was one girl who had gotten into a bit of trouble. She, they, her and her friends were out, you know, being a teenager and being fucking dumb. And they spray painted the side of some wall, they explained in the story. So she'd gotten in a bit, a bit of trouble with the cops and, you know, vandalism, yada, yada. And if I were a midget, if I were a little person, pardon me, I know that's a very offensive term. I shouldn't say midget. I shouldn't say retard. And I shouldn't say packy. Hold that thought. Hang on to the midget stuff. So I used to do a show called Return to Center. And the guy I did the show with 
you know, when we were very early on during that show, he would, uh, well, we, we both would. We would just whore ourselves out to anyone, anyone who looked young enough to know what an iPod was, because that was the thing of the time. I don't even know if there was an iPhone then. Maybe there was. But anybody who looked like they could, you know, use the internet, we were pimping ourselves out to, because, I don't know, we were younger, we had aspirations. I don't, maybe there was a small part of us that thought we would be the next Howard Stern. But anyway... So he, I'm now working where he used to work to pimp out our show. And now I don't tell anyone I do a podcast. If anyone were to find it, I would be mortified because I don't want to work with anyone who knows this much about my vagina. It's just a rule I've set for myself. Like I don't, no, no, I, I'm good. Like it would mortify me if anyone I knew listened to this because I'm really open. I'm really honest, a little too honest and it would freak me out. I, I don't, I, I don't tell anyone I do it at all, period. So anyway, I'm working in the building where, where he used to work. My old, uh, I don't know, co-host, what do you call it when one's more of a leader than the other? I can't even think of it. The host, he would be the host. I'm the co-host. I was the sidekick. And, uh, so he told all these guys, anyway, a lot of them are, were brown. Okay. They were, they were brown. Uh, and I said the word packy on that show numerous times. Don't, but Okay, I, I don't know what to say about this. I'm really kind of amped up. Anyway, yada, yada, yada. I said Packy on that show a lot. I can't remember what story I told. But I also said Chinaman. I also said retard. I also said dyke. I also said whatever. Like, a mil- I made fun of fat people because I, well, I wasn't fat then. But anyway, I, I don't feel like I pinpointed Packy over and over and over and over again. But when you are a Packy, like what... <laughs> I'm so sorry. I just did it again. It's like I'm just sticking my thumb in his eye. Um, so these guys are East Indian and they're not from Pakistan. So I don't know why us Westerners call them Pakis, but I grew up in a neighborhood where a WAP was a WAP and a Paki was a Paki and a Chinaman was a Chinaman. And that was just it. I, I don't know. And a Portuguese person was a pork chop. We were all just, you know, there was no such thing as PC. We just called you what you called you. But I think... I think these guys that were brown, it's, it's the N word for them. It's really insulting. They've probably been teased by the word Packy over and over and over and it got under their skin. And like, I understand that he's offended, right? I get it. So he keeps yelling at me. I'm anyway, I'm in the building with him. We're, we're side by side. We've been talking for months now. I've been there for months and uh, he's like, Hey, return to sender. And I'm like, what the fuck is he? What return? What to sender? Not even thinking, he's like, he kept saying it, return to sender, return to sender. And I'm like, what is he returning and why is he fucking announcing it to me? Because we have, you know, return to sender mail. It's, it's everywhere. So I thought that's what he was saying to someone or he was bragging. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, hey, yeah, you used to do a show, right? And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, fuck, here it comes. I fucking know it's coming. So he's like, yeah, I stopped listening to it pretty early on. And I was like, uh, yeah, yeah gotcha and he's like he's like yeah and I'm like the p word because I didn't want to say packy in front of him because a I'm afraid of confrontation and b I'm afraid of confrontation and he's like yeah and I'm like well you know like you have the right to get upset about it I understand I hurt your feelings and I didn't apologize because I don't feel like this is so awful you know the thing about freedom of speech right is you have the freedom to speak freely 
and everyone else has the freedom to get upset or offended and walk away from whatever it is you're doing. And he exercised that right. And that's cool. But I don't feel like, like if I listen to something, I listen to a lot of podcasts, like a lot, like six hours worth a day. And if I listen to something and offends me, sometimes I will quietly walk away depending on the show, if I like it or not. And if I really, really like it, like Keith and the girl a few times had talked about years and years ago, mind you, talked about donor conception. And I know they didn't know what they were talking about because there are rules in place. You, one donor can't just have 800 kids. It doesn't work that way. So it irritated me that they didn't research and it irritated me that I knew they were wrong. But you know what? Who cares? It's one show in, I don't know, 2,300 shows. Like, I don't fucking care. And I've heard other shows where they use words that offend me or they talk about something that I feel like, oh, it just gets under my fucking skin. So yeah, walk away, get mad. Tracy Morgan threatened to stab his kid in the face if he was gay. And I, I was in fucking rage by that. I was so angry. And you know what? I didn't watch fucking show was he on with Liz Lemon. 30 Rock. I stopped watching 30 Rock because I was like, you know what? Fuck this guy. And you know what? Maybe Tracy Morgan got tossed around in a limo bus not too long afterwards. So I'm just, just putting that out there, you know? And I, I got offended by that. And yes, freedom of speech. He has the freedom to say whatever he wants. And I have the freedom to be offended if I choose. And that's how the world works. And that's okay. But the reason people like podcasts is they aren't PC. There's no regulation. I can be stupid, check. Racist, check. Uh, heterophobic, check. I'm a penophobe, check. Like, I can do whatever. That's the whole fucking point. If you want to listen to PC, above-board stuff, turn on the fucking radio and listen to the weather if you want. Like, this isn't for you, and that's okay. But when that whole thing went down initially with the whole packy gate, I, I was like, fuck, like, if we didn't work with these guys, I would have handled that so much differently. Like, if you don't like it, don't listen. Don't try and tell me what I can and can't say. If you don't like it, there's the proverbial door. Get the fuck out. And that's okay. But I have to work with this guy. And he like called me on it. And I was just like, yeah, it's not for everyone. Like, I don't feel like part of me, like the human part of me feels like he is owed an apology because his feelings are hurt. But then the podcaster part of me is like, well, then don't laugh at anything else. You can't laugh when I make fun of anyone else because you got your feelings hurt because I said one word that's offensive to you. But when I said retard, which is offensive to so many people, I'm sure you laughed, right? When I told the story about the fucking Chinaman Cyclops, who I tried to help with his groceries, and he... <laughs> it's a really good story. I kind of want to tell it again. Oh, God. Why not? Okay, why not? I'll get back to the midgets in a second. So, anyway, I, I said goodbye to this guy. I tried to leave things on polite terms, but then he just, like, just don't listen. That's my tip, okay? If I ever say something that offends you and you can't get over it and you feel like it's just not worth it, like, go. It's okay. Just don't listen anymore. That's all right. I'll still love you, but you just won't love me. So I'll never know the difference. It really won't matter. Yada, 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 Cyclops story. Okay, I was going through uh, my Facebook thing and, it, you know, every day it's like, oh, memories from six years ago today, which is really kind of weird because it's like, oh, great. Yeah. Oh, that's when I, I got dumped by Sarah. Oh, that, that really sucked. And it just brought back terrible memories. But one of the memories was this Cyclops story. Okay, I'm going to rehash it. Um, six years ago, exactly, I was working and I, I was doing double overtime. Like I was doing two routes that day. So it's exhausting. And the only thing keeping me going 
I had peanut M&Ms in my pocket. And at every stop, I'd be like, oh, I can't do it. How am I going to get out of here? I can't do this. I don't want to do this anymore. Because I still had like four hours worth of work to do. And I'm racing the sun because it sets really early in February. So I'm just munching. And then I look at my window and it had just snowed a lot. And there was this very unusual looking man who looked like he had like escaped from an asylum, like an old school American horror story asylum. So he's pushing this cart and I can only see one half of his face and he's pushing, he's pushing, he's getting jammed up in the snow with his shopping cart. So now he's got no choice but to grab the shopping bags and then he'd hump them down the street, run up five houses, drop four bags, go back, pick up the next five, run up to where he was with the original bags, drop them there. And he was doing that. And then I was watching him from my car and I thought, okay, well, I'm in a uniform. So I feel like I'm kind of trustworthy. Like, obviously I'm not a policeman or anything, but I'm not a random stranger on the street, like, you know, chasing him down. I, I feel like I have a uniform. He's got to be familiar with the mailman at some point. And I feel like I'm in a trustworthy outfit. So I approach him thinking, you know what? From one soul to another, like, let's just be people. And I looked at him and I got a better look and I thought, oh dear God, why did I approach this man? He had one eye completely sewn shut and it looked like it would have been blackened like he he looked like he got the shit kicked out of him or he looked like a human voodoo doll whatever and his head was shaved in like weird patches it was so fucking weird so i'm like oh maybe he's special needs too okay great he's got the one eye sewn shut because i don't know whatever fucking asian chinaman country he came from that didn't have medical care or no one loved him enough to check on his eye? Like, was there an eye in there? Was it just a cavernous, like, pit where his eye used to be? What happened to him? What happened? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. So I approach him anyway, and he's, he's started the cycle again. So he's picked up four bags, and he's, he's got his back to me, and he's walking like forward and I'm behind him and I grab the last five bags and I pick them up and I start walking where he's walking thinking like, oh, you know, he'll understand that I'm trying to help him. So I'm walking towards him and he drops the first set of bags and he comes back for the ones that I'm carrying, but I'm carrying them for him. And he's like, no, no, no. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to get killed by a one-eyed man in the middle of the day, in the freezing snow. No one's going to find me here. I'm just going to be lying in a puddle of my own blood in the snow so he comes up to me he's like no 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 and I'm like oh god like I my vagina clenched I was like oh god what do I do does he even speak English so I'm like oh and I put my arms out and I'm like here here like I was like here and he's like no no and then he grabs the bags like under my hands like you know how you look when you're holding a shopping bag like imagine holding invisible shopping bags okay now imagine extending your arms in a in a in a motion of offering to a very terrifying walking one-eyed man how that would so he's he grabs the bags under my fingers and he pinches them and twists the bag so now my fingers are trapped <laughs> in the shopping bag loops he's got me and i'm like he's like pulling and then he's like pulling my arms with him because i can't get my fingers out of the bags so i think he thinks i'm now fighting him for the bags so he's pulling and i'm getting dragged and he's pulling and i'm getting dragged and i'm just like ugh, ugh, ugh. and eventually i pull my fingers out from his fucking chinese finger trap and then 
boom. One of the bags falls and like a watermelon rolls down the street. And he is not happy about it at all. And he's just looking at me and he's just like shaking his head like I'm trying to steal his groceries. And he goes down and he chases his melons. And I was just like, you know what? This serves me fucking right because that Cyclops didn't want any fucking help. He probably thought I was stealing his groceries and I was trying to do something like a good deed. I wanted to do something nice for a Cyclops in need. And all I got was verbally assaulted and my fingers squished into a plastic fucking bag. Thank you. Thank you. That's my, my Cyclops story. Anyway, so that came up on my Facebook uh, memory feed. Yada, yada, yada. I pissed like two guys off by saying Packy six years ago and apparently they're still mad about it. Because like he must have been waiting for an opportunity to say that to me for some time. I, just let it go, okay? Just, just try and let it go. I don't know. I hope he doesn't try and punch me in the face. But even if he does, I'll just go home. It'll be fine. Okay, back to the midget thing. I'm almost done. I can't believe this is so fucking stupid. I sat down here with nothing to say and 21 minutes have gone by. No recollection about what I said. Nothing. I don't recollect anything. I'm so sorry, you guys. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Okay. So now, Seven Little Johnstons, The Midgets Show, Graffiti, The Girl Gets Caught. And my theory is, you know, if you're a little person and you live in a town of like 2,000 people, it kind of makes you easily identifiable, you know? Because A, you can't really run away on your little tiny legs. And B, you're probably the only midget... That's probably out and about with her teenage friends at that time. You're pretty easy <laughs> to identify. So maybe don't commit crimes in public. I don't know. What do you think? Am I wrong here? Okay, so first I say packy, and then you get mad. And then I say midget, and then you get mad. Fuck you all. Okay, one last thing. Yes, I watch garbage television. Yes, I'm a terrible person. Yes, I'm a racist. Just fuck off. But I like the 600-pound shows. Like 600 pound life, 600 pound virgin, 600 pound whatever, because it makes me happy inside. I just, my favorite part of them is when they, the fat people try to get like out of the car. I really shouldn't laugh so hard. It's not right for me to laugh like that. But if I could just have like 20 second clips of these 600 pound people trying to get in and out of their vehicles, I think I would laugh myself into a fucking coma, which is really wrong. Yada, yada, yada. There's a show called Skin Tight, which is like morbidly obese people who, um, have lost the weight, kept it off, and now they have this tremendous amount of skin that they don't know what to do with. And it's the same weird, like, doctor. He looks kind of like a troll on both shows. He's like a surgeon. He's really got the bedside manner of, like, Attila the Hunt. He's just not, not very nice, but he's also got an accent. So I don't know. Anyway, he's the surgeon. So these guys go into surgery, and then they mark them all up, like where the little dotted lines are, where they're going to cut. I don't know. What else? It's like a tr they're turning their bodies into like a treasure map. And then they do the nipple placement. Now, look, I'm not very smart, and I'm not really good spatially, but just throwing this out there, maybe you, they should try a little harder on the nipple placement because these guys are going to look like kind of like a patchwork quilt, kind of like a voodoo doll. Because... They're going to have gashes everywhere and scars everywhere. But when they're doing, they're prepping for the surgery and I can see the two little circles of where the nipples are going to be after the surgery, I can tell that they are not 
in a good place. Like, not in a natural place that a nipple would be. They're, like, really high. Or, you know, they're lopsided. Like, one's really high and one's really low. Or they're, like, too far out to the side. Like, I'm, I'm not a genius, obviously, as I've proven, especially this show. But, like, isn't this a good time? Like, you don't want to free ball someone's nipple placement, right? Like, you don't want to be like, ooh, a little bit cool, so a little bit over here, I'll put one on the side, I'm going to know the difference. This man has to live in this body. So why don't you just center it? Okay, just center it and measure it. I'm sure there's a nipple placement formula out there, you know? I, I can't, it can't just be free ball. And then they, they do the surgery, and then, you know, the patients are in recovery, and then that weird troll doctor comes out with, like, a vat of the person's body tissue that they cut off. I remember watching the show, I Can't Handle the Surgeries. Oh, I'm getting nauseous just thinking about it. Oh, but I just, I don't really watch them because they gross me out. Oh, okay. <clears throat> anyway, the patient's laying there and then this weird doctor comes over and he's got a vat of like the skin that they've cut off and he holds it up and shows it to the patient in the bed saying like, this is what we cut off of you and here's how much it weighs and all this shit. And I'm just like, oh, like why? Oh, I have so much saliva in my mouth. Why would you do, oh. Sorry, just give me a second. <clears throat> no one wants to see that. Like that used to be on my body and now it's now it's in a tub, like a busboy tub, and you brought it over to show me, did ya? Great. That's great. Oh, and my my nipples are they're not straight, are they? I saw where like and then imagine being the patient. You're sitting there and you're like looking at these two circles thinking, "Wow, that's where my nipples are going to go?" Like that must you like just be like a suggested placement, right? They're not going to put them there because that's obviously like right below my collarbone or you know one is like four inches lower than the other or one is like way off to the side like just get your shit together okay like hire someone and they're plastic surgeons is your whole job not nipples and assholes anyway like you see nipples every day i mean a plastic surgeon's whole job is symmetry i just i don't understand it and I'm really sorry I'm still talking to you about it. Okay, hang on a second, hang on a second. We're going to hear from Brit. It, it's really, I listened to the first minute or so of it. It's very informative, unlike the rest of the show. I'm really sorry. I'm just really in a dark, dark place right now. Every now and then I fall apart. But I need you now tonight. And I need you more than ever. I love you. Hold on. Hey Sandra, it's Britt again. Um, so I did, I did my, I did my assignment. Uh, I looked up uh, a penis, you know, going inside or whatever. But uh, apparently, no, the penis. Yes, when it gets cold, it shrinks up real, real small. <laughs> but it doesn't normally go inside the body. That is something that you have to do. You have to push it inside, which a lot of guys do, I guess. But then I found out there's also a condition called buried penis where it involuntarily goes up inside of you. Um, I'm, I'm not sure how you get it back out, but apparently there's like some procedures you can do. I, I don't know. Uh, most of what I found on the internet was not medically factual in any kind of way. And uh, uh, mostly it was guys talking about 
pushing like like their balls up there, like emptying the sack and pushing their balls up there and then pulling their sack up and over like the penis or something, like making this small little pouch and then it just looks like a vagina. <sighs> I, I don't know. Um, but yes, that's there is a space in there where your penis can go, but no, it doesn't just go inside unless you have a medical condition, I guess. That's what I found out. So there you go. Um, so I was talking, I was talking to a friend the other day, and uh, I just want to tell you this quick little story. I was talking to my friend the other day, and uh, he reminded me of this time uh, we were hanging out at my house, and I can't remember if I was like trying to find some cigarettes in my mom's room or like a lighter, like I was looking for something along those lines. And uh, so I was looking, and I mean, at 15, 16, you don't think about your parents having sex toys, you know? You don't really think about that. You don't want to think about that. And, you know, most of the time, people leave their sex toys in their nightstand next to the bed in the, the bottom drawer. So me and my friend Sean were, like, looking—I I believe we were looking for a pack of cigarettes to steal from my parents— <laughs> and uh so I'm like looking around and everything and I open the bottom drawer of my mom's nightstand and there was a whole bunch of condoms um there was a dildo there was some lube called delicious and it it was kind of like spilled all over the place so everything was all weird and sticky and and wet it was it was really gross well at least I hope it was the lube um, but, and then, and then my mom had this little, uh, tube and you could turn it on and it vibrated and it had like, oh, like 20, um, like prickly things onto the end of it that like wiggled. And, um, I like picked it up and I was like, holy shit and turned it on and I was like waving it around and everything. And then, um, my friend took it and he's like waving it around and then he shoved it in my mouth and I hurled all over the place. Like, it was disgusting. Like, I probably had my mom's vag juices in my mouth when that happened. <sighs> uh, yeah, so he, he just wanted me to, to, he reminded me of that story, and it, it was pretty awful. But, so, um, have you ever found uh, any of your parents' sex toys, and did you play with them? Not, like, in a sexual way, but did you, like, fling them around, maybe shove them in your friend's mouth or anything? Um, yeah, I, I just want to know that. <sighs> All right, I gotta, I'm at work, so I gotta go back to work. But, yeah, I'll talk to you later. All right, bye. Oh, 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 wait, wait, wait. Um, since you're talking about airplanes and stuff, um, it is the 12th. And on the 17th, my job is sending me to Hawaii, all expenses paid. And I'm not looking forward to that long, long plane ride. Um, if you have any advice on what I can take to help me pass out so that I just miss the whole flight, that would be wonderful. Okay, I'll talk to you later. Bye. Oh, uh, that was a doos. If you, if you, for whatever reason, have skipped Brit's segment, which I don't think you would, go back and listen to it, because that's in the top three segments I have 
ever, that might even be the best segment I have ever fucking heard. Oh my God. <laughs> I was just sitting here and, uh, oh man. <laughs> Go and listen to it. I know when I listen to this, I'm going to I'm gonna rewind that and I'm going to listen to that twice. Holy Christ, I'm so uncomfortable right now. I don't know how you didn't commit suicide. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. <clears throat> I'm very upset. Oh, that was really gross. Okay. Step one, Britt, if I could offer you any advice, it would be this. Don't go looking for things you do not want to find in your parents' room. This, okay. I just, I need a minute to recover from that. I don't know, I should have just stopped for a second, but I just, I feel so many things right now. I'm disgusted, I'm shocked. Okay, here's what happens. Do not go in anyone's nightstands, just as a rule, Brit, for the rest of your life, ever, 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 don't look there. Do not look in anyone's medicine cabinet. Do not snoop anywhere because you're going to find something like you did and you're not, you're going to wish you hadn't known because every time you look at your sweet mother's face, you'll remember the size and girth and weird spiky things on that dildo that you found that was sticky. And I was so grossed out when you grabbed it and you were waving it around like, like it was, it was sticky. I mean, hopefully, like you said, from the lube, but perhaps not, perhaps from something else. And also, how did you know that wasn't your dad's dildo, if you know what I mean? And then your friend takes, takes it to another level, man. He took it to a level I did not see coming. Oh, man. Like, I'm going to need therapy for this. So not only do you find it and you're laughing and you're turning it on, like I would, I would have, I would have opened that drawer and then immediately slammed that drawer. You opened Pandora's box and then your friend took the contents of Pandora's box and he put it in your mouth. He put it in your mouth, man. He put it right in your mouth. I think the first and last time you are ever in this life meant to taste your mother's vagina, you are coming out of it. <sighs> okay, let's just make an assumption that your parents are very tidy and they run a really tight, pardon the pun, a really tight, clean, pardon the pun, ship when it comes to their sex toys. Although with the, with the, with the lube everywhere, man, I just, I just can't. I just can't. You had your mom's or your dad's dildo in your mouth. In your mouth. Oh God. I just don't know that I can move on from this. I'm so I was sitting here. I almost wish I had taped my live reaction because I was like, oh, God, why is she touching it? Oh, God, she's waving it around. Oh, God, she turned it on. And then I heard the part where your friend and I was like, oh, God, it's in her mouth. Oh, dear God, it's in her mouth. It's in her mouth. Oh, 
I am sweating. <laughs> I'm so uncomfortable. You won. You won. I thought I have made people uncomfortable in my life, but you win. Like, you are the champion, my friend. Oh, dear God. <laughs> I just can't. <laughs> and there's something, Britt, there's something about your voice that brings such a smile to my face. I think you're so funny. And you've got this voice that's just fucking hilarious. I, I you know what? Fuck the talk. Like, that is, that is, that is the best segment ever. Return to sender this show ever. That no one can beat that. Good luck, everyone. Good luck. Because that was... Oh, okay. Mercy. I just, <laughs> I just, okay, I'm going to leave it alone. You shouldn't kill yourself, probably. You should probably just, you know, you've obviously moved past this. Ah, man. Oh, man. I'm like beet red and I cannot wipe the smile off my face. I don't know, even know what I feel. Like, I don't even know how to feel right now. I don't, I'm just very upset. I'm worked up. I just like, I'm like in this weird caffeinated squirrel-like state where I go from like, that's fucking hilarious. That's fucking disgusting. That's fucking awesome. Oh dear God. It's just like over and over. I'm just ping-ponging around with all these feelings. I just can't. Okay. <clears throat> I'm just going to move on because I could, I'm going to, I'm going to tell Sarah this when she comes home. Oh God. I just, uh, <sighs> I'm sorry. This is not, okay, let's just move on. Okay, Britt, let me offer you some more advice uh, when it comes to plane rides. What I would suggest, if you can get to a doctor or you know someone who can get you Ativan, take Ativan. It's delicious. It's wonderful, nutritious. It's good for you. Might help, you know, put you in a blackout state so you aren't constantly thinking about what your mom tastes like. Oh, I can't believe I actually had to say those words out loud. Why did I say that? <sighs> gravel. Get some gravel. Robaxaset, also good. They'll knock you the fuck out. I suggest you take two. <clears throat> take two. Start with two. And see what happens from there. That should knock you out. Pretty, pretty well knock you out. If you can combine it with alcohol, a little bit of alcohol, not much, then... You're, you're good. Oh. Wow. Okay. <laughs> the best segment ever. Okay, let's just move on. All right, let's close this up. Scratching my armpit into the microphone. That's very sexy. Okay. Um, if you would like to try to come anywhere near Brit segment, good fucking luck. But if you want to, you know, everybody likes a challenge. Change of address 69 at gmail.com. And uh, Twitter, Facebook, Sandra D. Sanchez. I don't really do much there. I don't know. I guess I should change of address Facebook page. You can like that. I should really apply myself more. I just, I just don't. This is just for fun. Like, I'm never going to amount to anything. So, like, why? You know, minimal effort. Why can't I be Little Miss Minimal Effort? I have it in me. Sure I do. Uh, what else do I want to tell you? Oh, the Tangent Lounge podcast. They have their own feed. I don't know. I kind of hope they stay, but if they want to jump ship, I understand. But I really feel like you guys aren't going to move. So can you please go and like them on Facebook, The Tangent Lounge? You can go to thetangentlounge.podbean.com. Follow them there. Subscribe on iTunes. Please leave them a review. Leave me a review, too, if you feel like it. I mean, this show... I mean, no thanks to me. Uh, only thanks to Brit. Brit, 110%. You should leave her an iTunes review on my feed because... 
she deserves it. She's been through a lot. Like she's like she's been through a lot. So much. So so very much. God bless her. Okay, the Baby Mama's podcast. You can find them everywhere. They're on iTunes. The Baby Mama's podcast.podbean.com. Find them there. The Lesbian Lounge, find them everywhere. They've got a bevy of shows there, different kinds of shows. If you like shows, they have shows. The Lesbian Lounge with Denise, I guess, just now. Or My Lesbian Radio, I don't fucking remember. This is why I have no friends. Uh, what else? The 40-Year-Old Boy, that's a great podcast. We're Ron and, oh. Ron and Beverly. You can listen to that. And uh, Return to Sender, my old podcast, there's lots of good stuff there. So, so much good stuff. You could even listen to uh, the first time I told that Cyclops story. It's an episode called Chinese Finger Trappings, and that'll be a way more recent memory. Like, when I told that story, it had just happened a couple of months previous. So it'll be a more accurate version of that story, because I'm kind of like foggily remembering it although i did because like i thought maybe something had happened to that guy but he just looks like that because i remember seeing him like a year later on the same street because he lives there and he's just walking around or you know being a human with his weird shaved patchy head and the shut eye he's just that's just who he what he looks like and then i asked the regular carrier letter carrier who lives who works on that route he's like oh yeah that guy i see him all the time and i'm like he just like he just fucking looks like that He's like, yeah, he just looks like that. That's just how he looks. It's his face. And I was like, oh. Okay. So that Return to Sender episode is called, what did I say? Chinese Finger Trappings. You should listen to that. So help yourself. I mean, there's lots of selection here as far as podcasts go. I don't know. I'm listening to too much true crime shit at work. I think I'm just making myself crazy. Who cares? You know what? Aren't all of our lives seeming a whole lot better now after Brit segment? Don't you just want to run and click your heels? Just be, just be glad you're not her. I'm just kidding, Britt. You, like that, that, that might be the greatest story ever told. I, I think, I think that's it. I think I should just quit right now because this show will never be topped. It's not, it's not fucking possible. Britt, you won the internet. You won podcasting as a whole. No one, no one can touch you. I... I give up. You you win. That was... Hey, before I forget, what in the fuck is wrong with your friend? Why would you... Why would you ever do that? He... Why? Why would he do that to you? I stopped recording. I was completely ready to move on with my life. But no. Why would your friend do that? I had to come back to this. I was in the kitchen cooking Mr. Noodles and I had to come back and say, Why? You're just a victim in this, Brit. Brit, you didn't ask for this. Your friend, your friend did that to you. Your friend put your mom's dildo in your mouth. In your mouth. What's wrong with him? What is wrong with him? Okay, all right, let's just go back to me closing the show. I just had to, I just had to come back and just, what the fuck, man? What the fuck, man? Wow, that was really Okay, I'm sorry. I got to stop this cuz I'm just going to keep just going to keep thinking about it. You know what? Yeah, I think I think I'm going to think about that particular moment in Brit's life. Probably every single day, I'm going to guess 7 times a day for the next oh, uh, 30 years if I'm lucky to live that long. I will be thinking about that moment, Brit, every day for 30 years. And when I get Alzheimer's, 
I will probably tell that story 30 or 40 times a day because I'll have no recollection of, of telling it previously. I'll just... <sighs> so sorry, Britt. You're okay. You sound like you're really doing okay. Did your mom ever find out that you did, like, that you snooped in there? Was anything, anything amiss? Did she notice? Anyway, okay, yeah, okay. Okay, call me back, Britt. You're, you're fucking, you're just the best. Okay, bye. It's not a Brit love fest. It is, it is. You're the fucking best. Okay, bye. Call me later. Uh, you know what? Give me a few days. I need some time to recover from this. I'm not, I'm not going to be okay. I'm not all right. Okay. Okay, love you. Yeah. All right, then. Okie doke. Bye-bye. Why do you think your mommy or daddy are always telling you, don't put that in your mouth? Let's find out. Hi, kids. Why are we on television anyway? We're here to tell a little story about why you shouldn't put things into your mouth when you don't know what they are, and why you should never take anything a stranger tries to give you. Why not? Because if you ate somebody else's medicine, some bad food, or some poison, you could get very sick. Ugh! I don't want to be sick. And that's why before you eat anything, you should always ask someone you love if it's okay. Okay. I love you. Can I eat the guitar? No, oh. but, but you can help me sing a song about eating things that don't belong inside you. Okay, I wasn't really hungry anyway. Well, wait, maybe a little bit. Okay, everybody, if you see something that you want to eat before you do anything, remember this song. Don't you put it in your mouth. Don't you put it in your mouth. Don't you stuff it in your face. Don't stuff it in your face. Though it might look good to eat. Though it might look good to eat. And it might look good to taste. And it might look good to taste. You could get sick. Yuck. Real quick. Yuck. Real sick. Real ick. Don't you put it in your mouth. Uh-uh. Till you ask someone you love. That's right. A muffin or a beach. If you don't know just what it is, remember, boys and girls, don't put it in your mouth. Hey, what am I doing? I don't even like beets. Then don't put it in your mouth. Bye-bye, everyone. Remember, boys and girls, never take anything from a stranger and don't put things in your mouth when you don't know what they are. If you eat somebody else's medicine or some bad food or some poison, you could get very sick. Yeah. Always ask someone you love before you put anything in your mouth.